Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Just wanted to give everyone who's been listening a shout out from all 16 countries that you're listening from. Of course, the US, Canada, Netherlands, Germany, South Africa, Guatemala, Turkey, Italy, Sweden, Brazil, Mexico, Norway, Finland, Australia, India, and Spain. Thank you guys so much for for joining us every single day. We love hearing from you. If you haven't already, send us a message on Instagram. Let us know that you've been listening. Let us know what you want to be, what you'd like to hear more about. Today's episode, we're calling it Miracle Season. And um, a lot of these, um, a lot of these podcasts have been very practical. And although this one is going to be practical, we wanted to tell you and just encourage you um, with the word and with our testimonies how God has something so awesome in store for you. And you don't have to wait years. You don't have to wait months. Right now is miracle season. And whatever you've been believing God for, or whatever you desire that you need God to do for you. I believe today, as you listen to this podcast, it's going to ignite your faith. You're going to go to another level in believing God for that very thing. The Bible says um, the first thing that uh, I believe when it comes to faith, you know, it's up to us to build our faith. First of all, that's not something that God does. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So by just sheer virtue of how you choose to hide the word in your heart is how your faith will come. You know, God gives us a measure of faith. Everyone's given a measure of faith, but it's up to us to what we do with that faith. You'll meet people who have been born again for 15 years and they're still like not sure that God's going to meet their needs. Oh, I don't know, you know, if God wants to heal me, heal me or not. Your faith is your responsibility. But understand, first of all, that faith comes right from your heart. There's a difference between listening with your head and listening with your heart. Faith sits in your heart. The Bible says, if any man um, shall believe, shall ask in faith and shall not doubt in his heart. There's actually no scripture that says shall not doubt in his mind. Uh, You can have doubts in your mind and faith in your heart. And that's because faith is of the spirit. So when you hear the word of God, that's the difference between the Bible and any other book is the faith, uh, the word of God actually goes into your heart or into your spirit. Those words are interchangeable, but it goes into your heart and it produces fruit. So sure, there's things that come. And, you know, for me, I always thought to myself, when I'm fully convinced, then I know I'm in faith. But that's that was me like wanting there to be no doubts in my head. But you can have doubts, question marks in your head. Hey, how's God going to do this? That's where the enemy, the enemy sends arrows, fiery arrows of these thoughts of doubt to your head. But then I just say, you know what? My head isn't me. My heart is me. My spirit is who I am. And I believe God, I'm a believer. I want to encourage you start with that confession. Lord, I'm a believer. If your word says it, I believe it. Every time you go to the read the word, Lord, if your word says it, I believe it. Why? Because I'm a believer. That's just what I do. So it says, if you shall not doubt in your heart, um, but she'll believe you will have whatsoever things you say. You believe they'll come to pass. And so choosing in your heart to say, you know what? I may have doubts in my mind, but that doesn't matter because in my heart, Lord, I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus Christ. It's just what I do. It's what we believers do. The first key to faith is knowing that you can, you believe with your heart and you can, uh, the word is the thing that produces the faith in your heart. So yeah, we wanted to bring out some of our, one of our, our heaviest hitting testimonies and it's actually our most recent um, faith testimony. And as you go through life, um, you know, I would read, I would read books from Kenneth Hagin, 
um, and different uh, people who have written awesome books on, on faith and on, and they would put their faith testimonies in, T.L. Osborne, different, different ministers, men of God, and they would put in these amazing faith testimonies. And I remember just thinking to myself, man, I can't wait to have my own faith testimony so that when I go to minister, I'm not telling somebody else's story. And that was something that actually started in, in, in my heart that I, would, I wanted to have my own faith testimonies. And so it started in me back in really, truly in like 2011, um, just believing God for a, a laptop to, uh, that I was, I was starting school. And um, basically at the last second, God came through um, the day before classes started and blessed me with, with um, a, a MacBook. And it was, it was the, the first um, testimony I've ever had like that. But, um, but I wanted to bring out a, a, a heavy hitting testimony. And before I do, I want to tell you, um, and, and Ryan mentioned this earlier, but Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So I want to point that out. It says, what, whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So when do you have them? Well, this, this word right here says, when you pray, believe that you receive and you will have them. So faith counts it done with no proof in the natural. When you ask God for that thing that you're believing him for, when I, in 2011, asked God for a laptop, had to, I had to receive it in my heart before I actually received it physically in my hands. And it wasn't a faith failure because I received it in my heart first. That's a faith win. You have to receive it in your heart first. And so um, probably at the end of last year, we, um, we joined up together, Ryan and I, we decided we're going to start and we, he had been praying for this for a while and it hadn't been something that we had really on, on in the forefront of what we were praying for, but, um, he bought a house in 2000, 13. 2013 and was just making the, the regular mortgage payments was in a 15 year mortgage. Most people, you know, go into a 15 or 30 year mortgage and they pay for their house and it's not, it's not abnormal to get a loan on your house. But we just, you know, we were talking one day and we just decided, you know what? We're believing God is going to pay this house off for us because we have seed in the ground. We, we tithe and we give. And we decided in October, we're going to ask God to bring us seed for our church's building fund so that we can be a blessing to the, the church's house, build the church's house. And we're going to see God pay for our house, just pay it off. We owed $80,000 left on the house, a $220,000 house. So we owed still about half about of what we, um, the, the total price. And, and we were in a 15 year mortgage. Um, and he's only what? Yeah. Five, six years in. So anyhow, we, um, we decided to, you know, just take every single morning and just begin to praise God. Like after asking God, we just decided I'm just, we're just going to praise him. We're going to count it done with no proof in the natural. We're just going to start praising God every single morning and saying, I thank you, Jesus, for this house. Thank you for paying off this house. And even throughout that time, God was doing other supernatural things inside of our house. Like we got updates completely paid for for free. We got brand new hardwood floors. We got a brand new bathroom. All this stuff was coming through. God was just, I mean, it was ridiculous, like raining blessing, like you cannot believe. And I know that it's because we were sowing into our, into the building funds, sowing into the work of God. And so it came, uh, it was January and I think it was close to the end of January. And, um, we had, we had counted it done in our, in our hearts, like every, every, you know, you, you couldn't convince us that our house was not paid off in the name of Jesus. And it was the end of January and somebody came up to us and they handed us a chocolate bar, funny enough. And they said, um, Hey, you know, uh, 
this is for you guys. And so we, we open the chocolate bar and out slips a check and the check is blank. And so that's kind of confusing when someone hands you a blank check. You're like, what did you forget to write the numbers in on this? And the check was blank. And it said in the bottom on the four line, it said, it said, um, no more mortgage. And so we're like, wow, well, do you want to know how much our mortgage is? Um, Well, it's $80,000 and, you know, and it was absolutely okay with them. They, they, the Lord spoke to them and said, you need to pay this house off. And I mean, it was like, we had already done our, our praising and rejoicing at that moment. It was like, all you could do is just cry because the goodness of God just overwhelmed us. And so, you know, we're not, um, we're not saying it's a, it's a magical, um, you know, uh, it only happens for you if you're extra spiritual or whatever. The word of God works. The word of God works. If you want to see God move on your behalf, you know, God started working, uh, you know, in my life, in the area of faith, you know, um, at a pretty young age for me and started, you know, it was like, it started with something small and then it got bigger and then it got bigger. And as as the, the things got bigger, it's like my faith was growing. And at this point, you know, we have house faith, you know, and it's just going to get, it's just going to get bigger. And it's just going to get bigger because we're going to be believing God for things that are way bigger than ourselves and way bigger than our house. And, and, um, you know, so God, God takes you on this faith journey and it's been absolutely incredible. And um, we love sharing this testimony, first of all, because it, it did just happen. It's not going to be the best testimony we ever have. It's, it's, it, it'll be, it'll be it, when all is said and done, it's going to be a, one of the smaller testimonies that we have because God does not take you backwards. It's glory to glory with him. The, the Bible says that God is no respecter of persons, and testimonies are so powerful because if you can get a hold of that, listen, if God did that for them, He can do that for me. Whatever it is you're believing God for, it just comes down for you. It comes down to a decision to believe and stand on the Word of God. People get That's why the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways because people are full of faith. They hear a message. They get excited. But then the next day, they feel challenged in their faith. When you feel challenged in your belief, that's not time to be like, oh, I guess I didn't have the faith for that. That's time where you strike back through the Word of God. If I feel challenged, a circumstance comes up, something happens, and I'm feeling challenged like for provision, in my health, whatever it is, that's when I decide I'm hiding the Word of God. I'm reminding myself of these testimonies. I'm reminding myself of the scriptures. The Bible says, and I found this verse pretty recently, Isaiah 7 verse 9, And it says, unless it's the end of the verse, and he just says, unless your faith is firm, I cannot make you stand firm. God has miracles for you this month. God has miracles for you next month. He's got things lined up. If he's been calling you to sow, he's got a harvest in mind for you. Every time you sow seed, it's that God has a harvest in mind for you. But in doing that, you're you're setting yourself up where you mix your faith but God's calling you there for you. It's then to hold on to the word of God. And it's a tenacity that just says, listen, God has never lied. I'm never going to be able to look at God and say, God, you didn't perform your side of it. There will be times where, you know, I can look back and be like, I just didn't hold on in faith. And that's why that didn't happen. But from start to finish, it's a decision to say, Lord, I see what your word says. I'm going to do the action your word requires. And then I'm just going to rejoice because faith ultimately has a voice. And so that's where I think people miss it is they 
They believe, but then they say, what's my action? So if you're believing the Lord for something, so let's just take a car, for example. You're believing the Lord for a vehicle. Lord, your word says, find in the scriptures where it shows you that it's God's will to provide for you. Bible says, my God shall supply all my needs. Before you even go to prayer, get two or three scriptures ready. I call this word preparation. Two or three scriptures ready and begin, take a few days, hide them in your heart. Even before you pray one time, hide them in your heart before you even ask God for the car. Lord, your word says that uh, whatever I put my hand to will prosper. You said uh, the righteous will have good things in abundance. You said, you know, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. It's a good thing that I have a vehicle. My God shall supply. You know, you find your scriptures, prepare, get them in your heart, meditate on them until that you believe them. And then when you believe them, then you go to prayer and you come to the Lord and you say, Lord, on account of your word, your word says that, uh, the, the Lord gives grace and glory. He's a sun and shield. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. And Lord, I'm asking you in faith. You said, if I ask in prayer, believing that I receive it, I'm asking you for a, whatever, 2019 Volvo XC90 in white. This is what I'm asking you for. And I thank you for it in the name of Jesus for your perfect provision. And then the voice of faith then rejoices. Why? Because according to Mark 11, 23 and 24, you've received it at the moment you prayed for it. So just like it popped out of thin air into your reality, you would then praise God. You do the praising and the rejoicing before you see it. Why? Because faith already counts it done. One of the key scriptures is Hebrews 11, 1. And it says, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And you can probably quote it. If I asked you that question, what is faith? People would be like, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things. What does that mean? It's actually a substance. So what is the substance? The substance is what you've asked God for. So it would just be like, I have the substance of my car already. It's the substance of something that I'm, that I don't see it. I have the substance. Where do I have it? I have it in my heart. I have it in my spirit. And so from that moment, it's no longer, I don't go into prayer the next time. God, I'm asking asking you for a car. Would you give me a car? Then I'm thanking God. Lord, I thank you. Your word says that if I've asked according to faith, I, be, I know that I've had these petitions granted of you and I've done my work in the word. The place where people miss it is they don't rejoice. They don't stand firm. When their faith starts feeling weak, they don't build it up. They think it's finished. You know, they, they, uh, they just don't do the work it takes. God wants to bless you, but he's saying, if your faith is not firm, I can't make you stand firm. I'll end with this one. Isaiah 53 says, who has 53 one says, who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Do you know who God reveals his power to? Those who believe his report. Faith, it basically just says, I believe the word of God more than I believe what I see. That's what faith says. Faith says, I see what's happening out here. I see that I don't, I don't see the provision right now, but the word of God says I have it. So I have reason to rejoice. And if somebody tells you, you know, oh, you know, people who believe that God blesses them, they've just taken a few obscure verses from the Bible and they've just made up their own doctrine. Well, there's a lot of proof against that statement. And if you come from a background where, you know, people have said things like, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's just if Jesus was, if he was around today, he'd just be, he'd be so humble. He'd be driving a little, a little beat up car and, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have wanted anything real flashy and he wouldn't really, you know, if people say things against prosperity and use the word and, and they say that there is no place for it in the life of a believer, I want to tell you right now, you get away from them because that is not the truth. And if you, if you want, if you want to know more about it, um, you can you can message us personally on Instagram. We'd love to answer your questions on prosperity. We'd love to answer your questions on 
um, on believing God for miracles and receiving, but we believe that this is right now, the season that you're in today is your miracle season. This week is your miracle season. Whatever it is that you're believing God for, I want to challenge you today to bring it to God in faith. Don't be lazy about how you ask God for things. Don't be lazy with your faith. If you, if, if you've been obedient and you've been, and you've been obeying God and you've been, you've been sowing radically and you've been giving and you've been, and, and you're all in, God wants to bless you, but you, you need to engage your faith in it. And I really believe that people who are listening to this podcast, we already know you want to take your life to the next level. And we believe that the blessing of God is going to take you to that level. This is your miracle season. 